for one. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. We're going to have four TV shows running at the same time. Star Wars Resistance, Star Wars Clone Wars, The Mandalorian, and now this Rogue One prequel TV series. Four. More I thought about this. Mm-hmm. Four is not enough. You oh, simmer down, Dave. Four. You are not. Uh, you're not very easily satisfied, are you? Oh no, because like the thing I, I want more. I want more. For six. Four, look, look at Michael. Look how big my mouth opens up. I can fit more than four in there. I can, <laughs> you see that? You see that? I can give me five or six dicks. I mean, TV shows. TV shows. TV shows. I will. I will gladly take the five and six. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I am Miguel Flores, your host, and I'm in the studio with David Sabal. Hello. Bring on those Twi'lek dancers. All right. Twi'leks, please. We need you to be twerking and bouncing those nice asses and hips. Shake it fast, but watch yourself. Right, Dave? Absolutely. I don't want to catch anything. You don't want to catch anything. Oh, what is it with you and catching things lately? <laughs> you Just, don't know what's out there in the galaxy. That that you know what? That's very true. With all the amount of STDs we have here on our planet, imagine if the world just opened up. Exactly. Oh my god. All types of dangerous things. Oh, it's the rain call. <laughs> I don't I don't want to get a uh I don't want to have to suddenly turn into java because of some kind of std oh, jesus christ okay Maybe let, that's how they let's, that, that's how they come about let's bring it back let's <laughs> let rescue the show please you got it all right so we have a lot of news to get to today a lot of things are happening in the world of star wars it's a good time to be a star wars fan it really is and despite the the naysayers and some of the negativity that even uh, even us dave we sometimes are negative in brief moments but overall, it's just a great time to be alive as a Star Wars fan. There's so much going on. And Star Wars, Dave, 20 years ago, Star Wars, the Phantom Menace trailer, conquered cinemas, and the internet. Oh, man. When I remember when this... Can you believe it's been 20 years already? It's been 20 years. And I used to remember that people you would You used go, to remember? You, for, you forgot? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. So, so long. But I... I remember times that people would go to see certain movies just to see the trailer of yeah. this of this movie. Well, this is how I felt when the Phantom Menace trailer came out. I was like, oh, strike up the music, please. Let's celebrate and get excited. I remember I had to go see... Hold on, it? Dave. Let's enjoy this. Let's party a little bit. <laughs> but we won't get any diseases. <laughs> you don't no, know go- what those Ewoks might have. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Dave. But I used to remember... I remember actually... Going to see two movies just because the Phantom Menace. Wing Commander. Wing Commander. Wing Commander. And then Mortal Kombat. I had to sit through that shitty movie because I literally, (laughs) I literally bought a ticket, Dave, solely to see that. See, these are the things that kids will not remember, younger kids, because now they release everything online almost immediately. But back in the day, Dave, just 20 short years ago, if you want to see a trailer, you have to go see the movie. And there'd be articles being uh, put out in newspapers and in certain magazines. And and yes, the Internet was a thing. So it'd be posted in chat rooms as well. There wasn't Twitter and and Facebook, but there was chat rooms and people would post. All right. So the rumor is 
the Star Wars trailer will be playing with this movie. This movie. And some people purchased, my friends purchased tickets to the wrong movie to go see Phantom Menace. <laughs> I told them, hey, a reliable source has said Wing Commander, so go buy the ticket for Wing Commander. They didn't believe me, and they never experienced that Phantom Menace trailer on the big screen like I did. And boy, was I fucking giddy. Do you oh, remember yeah. the excitement that you felt when that trailer premiered? And that trailer was so epic because remember, it starts off with this mysterious army in walking through the fog. Disrupts, disruption in communication can mean only one thing. Invasion. Invasion. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah. And, and then, I was like, going, oh, oh, so good. It's this, so good. It, the, this is how... Back in the day, trailers really made the movie because nowadays you look at it, you, you, you can take a retro look back at it. The trailer absolutely overhyped Phantom Menace. Like they showed the army well, of the Gungans. Can you they, even? They showed. That's kind of a catch 22, though, David. I mean, overhype anything that Star Wars, anything that Star Wars is going to be overhyped, especially at this time in history. We didn't get it. We haven't had seen. We have not received a movie for how many years dave oh yeah overhype is probably a, a bad term to use but like i don't know how you a lot of excitement say, yeah a lot yeah. of excitement and everything else because like some of the visuals in the trailer dude still stick to me to this day even more so than the movie which i is enjoy weird. the trailer still i watch yeah. i watch trailers to movies all the time that i've already seen and the phantom menace trailer is still one that I will occasionally just flip through as I'm going through my Star Wars withdrawals and I'm looking for Star Wars content and I come across that Phantom Menace trailer, guess what I'm doing? I'm pushing play and I'm going to sit back and enjoy that wave of nostalgia that just slams into me and washes over me because it just takes me back to the moment I saw that trailer. And it just it's funny how you can uh, associate certain times in your life with Star Wars and Star Wars is uh, essentially has become a bit of a, a bookmark of of your own chapters in your life. Um, I remember immediately where I was. Obviously, when I first saw it, I was at the uh, theater to see yeah. it with uh, Wing Commander. Then when it was released online, I was at my friend's house and I still remember the, the five of us, me and my 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 four friends went berserk at the end of that trailer when Darth Maul ignited his lightsaber. We're like, holy shit, who is this guy? It was just so much excitement. I love it. There's nothing, nothing beats a good trailer. Nothing beats a really good trailer. And on top of that, the promotional material for Phantom S at the time was just so epic. It was classic Lucas, dude. I remember seeing the, seeing the, the trailer with Wing Commander and then walking out and you look over and they had the poster for Phantom Menace already. And it showed Anakin as a child, but behind him was the silhouette of Darth Vader. Yep. And I'm like going, holy crap, that looks fantastic. Yeah, that I remember there was a lot of dialogue going on on that image and what it meant and and how they used imagery to sell an idea. There was a lot of thought moving in to Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace. obviously, and the marketing that goes with that. All of it worked. Um, unfortunately, Phantom Menace never became the movie that everybody wanted it to be. But I, I feel like in retrospect, when you go back and watch it, it holds up. It holds it, up. It's a good movie still for the most part. There are some issues and, and we have gone on and on about this. And I don't really want to take our show into that discussion, yeah. but it isn't a terrible movie. It it, anything is going to struggle a bit when you have the the expectations that was put on the very first episode of lucas's skywalker story yeah i mean look at look at the look at the effect the force awakens trailer had i mean when the force awakens trailer hit it was very similar to how the phantom menace trailer yeah yeah for sure like people had that over oh my god hype when people saw han solo and chewie and they say hey chewie we're home oh yes that made fans cry when I remember when the Phantom it made Menace grown, tra- it made grown men cry. I I remember the Phantom Menace trailer when people saw Darth Maul. Everyone was just into we have a new badass. Yeah, I That's was just here now. Yeah, I was wet all over when I saw Darth Maul. I and, wasn't just it wasn't just tears, Dave. And you gotta say because of that trailer, because of that trailer, Darth. That's what made Darth Maul so popular because people fell in love with that trailer and they see this 
mysterious cloaked figure just ignite dual lightsabers. He was one of the few characters or the few moments in Phantom Menace that lived up to expectations. the hype and the expectations in the trailer. I mean, we didn't really know what to expect from him before his appearance when it comes to actual movies, not books or comic books. Yes. He was the the first new Sith Lord. So there were some high expectations. And fortunately, George Lucas delivered with Darth Maul in Darth. every fucking way. No yeah. doubt about it. Now, this article takes us into a little bit more detail about the release of the trailer 20 years ago. And it goes in to say, goes on to say, every saga has a beginning. Star Wars has two. The first, it's is the 25th of May, 1977, when George Lucas's original mega hit premiered in America, launching a cinematic trilogy that transformed the film industry, not just the film industry, pop culture forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, the second occurred on the 18th of November, 1998, when the first trailer for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, played on 75 North American movie screens. Two days later, on the 20th of November, the trailer went into general release for millions of moviegoers to watch before major releases like A Bug's Life and The Waterboy. And in mere two minutes, that trailer reestablished the franchise's omnipresence for the next 20 years and counting. Mm, from a mainstream point of view, okay. Yes. But for me, with the launch of Timothy Zahn's books in 91... That's what that was the second renaissance. And when it comes to true Star Wars fans, not the mainstream. Yes. I feel like the second renaissance for Star Wars was the Timothy Zahn era. Oh, Agree no, or disagree? No, no. That that era of Star Wars, you know, what we always was some, was some Star Wars fans call it dark times because there wasn't much Star Wars that you could have during that time. We had some great books and you comics. had some fantastic books and comics and video games. Oh my God, the video games were fantastic during that time. Yeah. And for me, I agree with you. Mainstream audience, yes. This is how Star Wars reestablished itself with the mainstream. With the mainstream. And it would be considered, I would consider it the third renaissance for Star Wars. Fans. Yes. And now we're currently in the fourth renaissance that looks like it's going to be an ongoing renaissance. It's not, I don't think we're going to move into fifth and sixth. At this point, now that Disney is, is behind the wheel. Um, they have the dollars and the infrastructure to put out ongoing products relating to Star Wars. Unlike Lucas, Lucas was one man. Yes, a very wealthy man with a giant company, but still one for the most part, one creative mind behind yes. it. And because of that, the we would it would be very hard to have an ongoing an ongoing adventure of Star Wars movies and TV shows like what we're getting now with just one man in the center because it's just there's not enough of Lucas to go around. That's why I was one of the very few hardcore Star Wars fans that was 100 percent on board with the Disney buyout, because the first thing I thought was, listen, I'm never satisfied, David. I want more and more and more. And I knew Disney could give that to us. And what did I say when what 2014, I want to say? 2013, when the when the news broke about Lucas selling Lucasfilm to Disney, I was like, "Hey, this is these are this is the company we want. If Lucas is going to sell it, and we have two choices: either no more Star Wars or more Star Wars, give me more Star Wars. Disney is the people that I would have put my money on because they have the infrastructure to do it. And so far." Look what they're doing. They, they're man, there's been a few bumps in the road, but they've managed to do justice. And now we're in this fourth renaissance of Star Wars. And it's a it's an era that we've never quite seen before. The sky's the limit. So I love yeah. going back and, and looking at these little articles 20 years ago, Phantom Menace trailer making its debut. It just it, it just washes you over with some fun nostalgia when you remember where Star Wars was and now where we see it going. It, it's going. It's fantastic to see that. All right, so let's move over to Star Wars Mandalorian news, David. A I'm lot excited of excited about this. Well, there's just so much excitement around the TV era now that Star Wars is getting involved in in the TV aspect of Star Wars. We have the Mandalorian, we have the Rogue One spinoff that was announced just what a week and a half ago, and now things are moving very fast with the Mandalorian. 
according to various reports, The Mandalorian has officially started production and yep. they have announced a lead, Dave. And our lead is Pedro Pascal. Uh, he's a man from, I believe he's most famously known from Game of Thrones. Yes. As uh, o- Oberon. Yes. And he's good, convincing actor. And I just want to say it's about fucking time us Mexicans have some time. <laughs> I mean, we have Cassie and Andor play, being played by Diego Luna. And now we have Pedro Pascal. Oh, what's a yeah, the Star Wars future's looking bright and it's Mexican. It's all Mexican. It's all Latin. It's all Latin America. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me a taco and a lightsaber. <laughs> Mandalorians will now become Mexican. Orderly. <laughs> so stupid. Pedro Pascal has been tapped to star in the Star Wars TV series, The Mandalorian, which is expected to premiere on the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus. Pascal's name had previously been rumored for the role, but sources say he was one of the many actors being considered. Now, insiders tell Variety that he has been offered the role and negotiations are underway. John Favreau has penned the series as we have discussed in various other shows, which is set after the fall of the empire and before the emergence of the first order. And it follows the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the new Republic. And dude, that's that right there for me. And then you throw uh, Pascal into it. I am so freaking excited for the Mandalorian. You have no idea because like a great gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy. And this guy's rugged as fuck too. Yeah. And and this is the type of, he has that spaghetti Western look. Yep. And I'm like going, I'm going to say this right now. The Mandalorian is the one Star Wars thing has me more excited than episode nine. It has me more excited than ever because I want to see really Dave more excited than episode nine, more excited for this than you are for episode nine. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. I'm more excited about this because the implications of actually the type of story you're going to be telling just is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And casting always helps and casting helps. The more we move along, I'm sure we're going to see more and more faces that we can get excited about. They also recently announced the, the, that Gino Carano is joining the Mandalorian. Um, they just announced it via the Hollywood reporter. Gina Carano has joined Pedro Pascal. And I think that's a good find too, because I thought she did fantastic in Deadpool. Yeah, she's good. I don't have a problem with her, but she will be starring alongside Pedro in the live action series, the Mandalorian. According to the Hollywood reporter, the series will debut again on Disney streaming service. Yes, we understand that. There aren't a lot of details on her character as of no. yet. Um, she is, though, a little background. She is a former MMA star turned actress who starred first in Steven Soderbergh's Haywire and then appeared in Fast and the Furious 6 and Deadpool. Yes. So she has a, a bright new career, right? And, and or action-oriented. So we could expect possibly that her role will be... An action. An is action she attractive? Player. I can't place her. I think she is. Well, I, I shouldn't even ask you because we already know you're into. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. B- Betty White you sure? is your dream. Is your dr- version of a. Mike, is your I'm idea of a dream you, girl. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there that would do Betty White. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of sickos are out there, Dave. There's also a lot of people that like little children and they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly the, the going back to like oh she's pretty steamy yeah gino carano is actually really oh is, she's the girl from oh i know who she played in deadpool she's the young girl in deadpool yeah the short hair one uh-huh and she's actually really good that's why i'm like going i think it's a really great casting choice and a lot she of people is beefy as hell, dude. She'll she's got if you're casting a character like this who yeah. is totally fit. Um, yeah, she's in I a, think she's what, in a place. Mando, um, she's a female Mandalorian. Something, even if she plays, um, even if the show doesn't necessarily take place in within the Mandalorian culture, if she's a pirate or a smuggler or some other seedy character, I mean, she fits it. She has a great look to her. She has a great look. She she's got that background and everything, dude. So far with the Mandalorian, 
a lot of like the stuff, the news that's coming out of the Mandalorian production wise has been fantastic. They've already named their lead. They've already named at least Gino Carano as one of the supporting cast. How long do we get a trailer, Dave? How long? I'm going to say they're going to give us a trailer at Star Wars Celebration. I'm, I'm unless they're like saying, no, we're going to hold off. Well, but I think okay, they Star should. Wars Celebration is next April, April in April. That's six months away. And the series, I believe, is set to debut in the fall of 2019. Right. Yes. Does that sound right? Yeah. That's the last time I heard it was going to be in the fall. Do you think we we wouldn't get a Super Bowl teaser, perhaps, in I February? Think, I honestly think they're going to save the Super Bowl for episode nine. Man, they're going to be, Disney is going to have some marketing to fucking do. Oh, they're marketing. And they're going to have to, Lucasfilm and Disney, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do quite a balancing act to make sure they're doing enough marketing for everything coming out. Because think about it. We have the return of Clone Wars, right? Yes. And also, I believe the, the ending of 2019, yeah. we have the Disney streaming service that's launching. Disney streaming we service. have the Rogue One series that's going to be, Oop. we have the Rogue One series that's going to be, um, that's going to be neck deep in production around this time. Yes. And we have the release of the Mandalorian. There's a lot of marketing that's going to need to be done in order for all these these installments of Star Wars to get their rightful due. That's why I say next year is big for Star Wars as a franchise because, like everyone pointed out, well, it's gonna it, it's the last two years with Last Jedi and and Force Awakens. They had to oversaturate everything. No, they gotta oversaturate next year because you have like just what you said, the Disney streaming service. You have to actually hype up the Rogue One uh, spinoff that just got announced, and we know it's gonna get done. But on top of that. Mandalorians should already be in production by that time. So that's why I said I would give it, I, I would think their strategy is beginning of the year, hype up episode nine, because that seems the best part to do it. And the best part to do it is at Super Bowl. Do it during the Super Bowl halftime. For the Mandalorian, you save that for Star Wars Celebration, because not just the Mandalorian and the Rogue One spinoff, but they'll have like they'll have the resistance stuff going on. They're going to have the Clone Wars, which I think is more important for fans than anything else, is the news on the Clone Wars. But why are we limiting ourselves? Why not get multiple? Why not make the Super Bowl a Star Wars event where you launch various trailers? Listen, first off, we already know that that Disney and Lucasfilm have plenty of money to put behind the 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 mighty big dollars that the Super Bowl requires yeah. to promote during their time, but imagine if they make it a, a Star Wars event during the Super Bowl. They have various previews. They have previews for Clone Wars. They have previews for The Mandalorian. They have previews for Episode Nine. I mean, what a great way to create excitement during yeah. a major event that's being viewed internationally. And then the one thing that basically was also kind of flying under the radar. The opening of the galaxy's edge is next year. I forgot about that. You're right, Dave. They so, also have galaxy's edge that they're going to need prom promoting. Holy shit. Personally for me, if I was a marketing, how manager, are we going to survive Dave? How, would, how are we going to get through this as, as fans? I'm excited for next year. I'm also if, tired already. Yeah. As a marketing <laughs> manager, if I was the marketing manager for Disney and I, they told me, okay, your responsibility is going to be star Wars next year. I would literally pee myself. Yeah. Because okay, you mean to tell me I got to actually hype up a hype up a major franchise movie at the end of the year. Hype up two streaming uh, service uh series that's going to sell our new streaming service that's going to be coming out next year. Then I have to actually hype up a uh nostalgic series that fans beloved fans like want, which yeah. is the Clone Wars. And then on top of that, you want me to hype up the marketing of the opening of the theme park? And let's not forget the many, many Marvel installments that are going to be also coming out around the same time for the Disney streaming service, as well as theatrical distribution. There's a lot of things, Dave. <laughs> the marketing manager is going to be pulling his hair, his or her hair out. But as a Star Wars fan and, and oh, you know, it's going to be awesome next year. The hosts of a Star Wars podcast and, and we're trying to be more out there for press as press for various Star Wars um, conventions, we have our plate full for 2019. This, this, might, I don't know how we're going to be able to do it. This might be honestly the 
greatest year for Star Wars because you have so much shit going on. Now. There's a lot. 2019, a lot. Dave, is going to be a major deciding factor for Lucasfilm and Disney moving they forward. Have, they can't have any backlash next year. They can't have any backlash and they can't have any solo moments. And when I say solo moments, I'm not talking bad about the movie because the movie was fucking amazing. Yeah. I'm talking about the the low box office or the poor box office performance from a Star Wars movie. They can't have any of that anymore. And 2019 will be the deciding factor. Will Star Wars be able to move forward and grow in its new home with Disney? Will they? That's the question that I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger and all the people in charge are looking at. They're like, this is the question we need to answer. Will we be able to survive? And 2019 will be that deciding factor. And and another big thing we also forgot about the series that the game of Thrones guys just got signed on. We're probably going to find out more next year. That's right. Yeah. I'm willing to bet that. Yes, there'll be some, some, some slow leaks going out, but I'm willing to bet that they're going to hold off on anything official until after episode nine, just because there's just so much in 2019. I know. There's going to be like tons. That's yeah. why this next year's Star Wars celebration is going to be fantastic. All right, Dave, we need to go to a very quick break. We are way behind on schedule. And then when we get back, Dave, we're going to talk about some solo Blu-ray sales. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. I was surprised that they even existed. I didn't even know. I thought they went belly up years ago. I didn't know right. Boy Scouts was still a thing. Well, because how many people know how to do any of that stuff anymore? Tie knots, help old ladies across the street. Every member of the King community. Okay. But listen, the King this community were not Boy Scouts. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, <laughs> useless skills that you will never use in your life, except those lonely nights when you realize you're 40, you're a Boy Scout, <laughs> and you're a virgin. On your 48th camping trip. Then you're going to be tying those sailor knots on those lonely nights. On that noose. (laughs) (laughs) For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? If you have, this is what you've missed. Yeah. Sure, son. And story over. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we're going to need like 35 more minutes of cape shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Would that no. have been a doozy of an episode? Tell you what. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that? Training montage cape. Throw my cape now. Try to get some bad guys down on the ground and throw them up into the air and knock someone out. Really good on the improv. <laughs> I am beyond impressed right now. <laughs> good Damn. job. Good job. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, that would have been. <laughs> I don't even know what to do now. I feel like we're done. Well, Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Have a good night. Mike, I got the next promo. <laughs> Don't miss DC on CW every week on Rain Man Digital, covering topics from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. back everybody to star wars from the back to tank if you miss any part of this broadcast or you're listening to us from your from our website you can find us on stitcher and itunes as well as google play just search star wars from the back to tank add us to your favorites leave us reviews share the show with your friends we got a lot of exciting news and announcements uh later probably in december 
we're not really allowed to announce some big, big news that's uh, has to do with our show, Dave. And uh, I, we received an email after I tweeted it out. So if you are privy to this because you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, then you know yeah. about this huge news. But we cannot get into it yet because we were uh, verbally slapped saying that we see a lot of you sharing things that we told you not to share yet. <laughs> Naughty boy, but I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I received an email and I only read the part that said we were accepted for something. And I was like, I didn't read the end, <laughs> which said there's an embargo on this announcement. I'm like, oh, shit. I just lost. I just I just literally almost threw away, pissed away the good news because I didn't sit down and read an entire email. I was just so fucking excited. David. Yeah, you, you, you you had a premature uh, what is it with you and, and, and <laughs> diseases and premature ejaculation? Just simmer down over there, Betty White lover. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this solo Blu-ray news that made me really happy. And I took this from StarWarsNewsNet.com. They were pushing this out. Um, and I got to say, I'm first, I'm very happy to see that Star Wars is still cutting it up. And Solo is making money. In the back from the back end with Blu-ray sales. And I believe as of two weeks into their sales, they are we don't know where they're at now currently, but as of two weeks, Dave. Back when this was first released, I believe in September. Within the first two weeks, Solo sold nearly 800,000 Blu-ray discs in just the United States. Yep. Just in the United States. And this also does not, this data does not take into account video on demand and digital sales. This is solely physical copies. Yes. So things are looking good for Solo in the end. And this is something we said. And obviously they have a long, long road ahead of them. And I don't know if they'll still, (laughs) I really don't know, or I can't honestly say whether or not they will in fact break even in the end. But as I said, when we discussed this a few months ago about the lackluster box office performance, solo is a great movie. And there were a lot of people that slept on it. You know, no one knew what to expect. The the marketing was poor. There was a lot of backlash on last Jedi. There's a lot of factors as to why fans of star Wars didn't choose to see this in the theater, but a lot of people are now regretting it. Go through social media and click on solo star Wars story hashtags. You start seeing hundreds of thousands of people saying, Oh, I finally watched it. Oh my God. I hate myself for not seeing it. (laughs) You should. You should yeah. hate yourself. Yeah, and, and they're saying, you know, they're singing praises to the to Ron Howard and what he accomplished and Alden Arnreich's uh, portrayal of Han Solo. So there's a lot of positivity surrounding this movie opposed oh, to the negativity that's still surrounding The Last Jedi. In a lot of ways, Solo saved enthusiasm. It, it brought back the enthusiasm for a lot of Star Wars fans, the the fans that didn't fully connect with the last Jedi or they were disgruntled with various moments of the narrative, but solo in the end will be fine. It's a part of a franchise that's uh, huge. And the shelf life for a movie like this is literally endless. There is no expiration date. And when you compare this to, let's say the latest lady Gaga and, and Brad Cooper movie that just came out, that movie has a shelf life and I'm not just nitpicking on that movie. It just, it's the only movie that came to my mind right now, Yeah, stars but, born. but any regular movie, any regular movie, they have a very short shelf life for the most part. People will watch it for maybe four, five, six, seven years. If it's a good one, maybe 10, 15 years. But if it's not one of those epic films, it's forgotten. It's forgotten. It's forgotten. Solo will never be forgotten because it's forever a part of the star Wars movie catalog and it's never going to go anyplace so in the end this movie will be just fine yeah that's why i think that basically this holiday i will not be surprised if solo is probably the number one dvd blu-ray uh listen that's what i'm gonna buy people yeah i don't celebrate holidays because i'm too busy for that shit but there are a few people that i'll buy them some things for and guess what i'm gonna buy them dave so the solo a solo uhd with the blu-ray combo I'm like here you go this is a gift that uh that i can get behind giving you 
it's a, it's not a waste of money because I'm helping a, a film and a franchise that I truly believe in. And I honestly feel, dude, that at the beginning of next year, it'll be interesting to see the final sales for Solo because I think people are gonna people are, are saying, oh, it's a flop, it's a flop. Wait till next year when you see the number of sales and views it gets. Technically, it's not a flop. I, I don't like that word I used. That and word. I know you no, and I, I have discussed this. I hate that word. It's, it's not, not a flop. flop. It made, I want to say it's the number six film for 2018. The problem is, is that they went way over budget with the reshoots and they're not going to earn back that money as of right now. They, well, they could I, eventually. Also, the expectation for Star Wars I feel that people say if it's not the number one movie, it's a flop. And you know what? That's just a a line of thinking that a lot of us has ascribed to because that's what we have been given with Star Wars or we have seen with Star Wars. Star Wars is always the number one movie at the box office. It's always the number one movie of the of the year internationally. Yeah. And solo just will not be that. So because of that, there's just a lot of people saying, oh, it's a failure. It's a failure. I'm like, well. We're in a new era of Star Wars where we're pushing out more movies than most audiences are used to. And there's going to be um, there's going to be some time there that some adjustment time where people are like, OK, so I get what you're doing here. We're going to get a movie once a year. I can get behind that. The days of three movies every 10, 15 years are over. Now we're need to adjust our line of thinking and get prepared for the fact that there is going to be a lot more Star Wars. There may not be as yeah. many movies as they had originally planned. You know, Bob Iger has made it a point to say that uh, they are going to be slowing down the movie release. But look, what we just went over a moment ago with all the TV shows and and everything Star Wars is coming out. So in the end, I don't view Solo as a flop. No. It just didn't earn the money that it needed to because unfortunately the film, the film was was plagued with with bad PR and that just was not true. And then, of course, some issues from behind the scenes. Now, we have discussed the positive. Let's look at the the other side of this. Now, we do need to stress that even though Solo is doing very well with Blu-ray and DVD sales, it is still the lowest selling Disney era Star Wars movie on home video as well. Yes. And by looking at the numbers dot com, uh, their first reports on the openings of each movie, uh, they have the following as a frame of reference. The Force Awakens sold three point four million Blu-rays. <laughs> That's a fucking lot. <laughs> That's a fucking lot. Rogue One sold one point eight million Blu-rays. The Last Jedi sold 1.7 million Blu-rays. Solo sold 800,000. So it's still the lowest selling DVD, which again, isn't surprising. You can usually judge Blu-ray sales based on the percentage of people that went to the theater. Yeah. You can usually form a, a, a very realistic snapshot of what to expect. So this is on par with what I'm sure Lucasfilm had expected for Blu-ray sales. I was hoping it was much higher only because of the amount of people that didn't see it at the theater. Yeah. And uh, the overall, too, it's those numbers are slightly skewed, too, because when you think about it, yeah, a lot of people bought so many copies of Force Awakens. But, and- also, but four years ago, viewing ch- methods have, have vastly changed. changed more and more people are not buying physical copies. So on, on top of that, how many people have returned those physical copies or resold those physical copies? I'm sorry. When you see like, when I go into like, say like a used a DVD shop anywhere and I go to star Wars and I see 10 copies of last Jedi all used. That says a lot. <laughs> the last Jedi copies I find at um at uh used stores usually have like piss and shit on them. <laughs> shit. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. No, you want to know a funny story? Actually, I went to a I went to a local used uh DVD place that I always go to mm-hmm. and I picked up I, I looked up I looked at the uh last Jedi copy. Someone 
I kid you not. This is not. I'm not lying. I flipped it open. DVDs in there in black marker. It's literally black marker. Black marker. Someone wrote. I hate this movie. Oh, <laughs> I really? Kid you not. That's amazing. I, I kid you not. That's was the a, ultimate troll. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> I open it, go. Oh, yeah, this guy really. Did you really chuckle? To see. Did yeah. you laugh? I would laughed. I'm like, this is oh, great. No, I showed it to one of the workers, and one of the workers go, "He's not lying." Oh, <laughs> oh. I just closed it, put it back. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge ride names and details revealed all right so starwars.com released a bunch of new information surrounding this highly anticipated amusement park that will be a part of both disneyland and disney world and good jesus are you ready mike lord in heaven are you ready for the most interactive star wars experience you can possibly have i'm gonna be like a child dave (laughs) I'm, I'm, i'm telling you right now I'm going to be a child. I'm going to dress in my nerdy Jedi robes. And you're going I'm, to see so many people want to wear Jedi robes and just walk in there. It's going to be fun. And I know this is going to be a great experience for me and my son. And that's the that's the best thing about it for me. I'm very family oriented. And and what drives me a lot is, is family things and chosen vacations. And the money I spend is usually has more to do with my child and what he wants to do. And the fact that this is something him and I can do together It's just going to be not only a fun time because it's Star Wars, but it's going to be such a great experience for for families as well, which isn't that what Star Wars is all about. Dave oh, yeah. always has been. So I'm excited. The good folks at Disney Parks made some exciting revelations with regards to the highly anticipated Star Wars land titled Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this past weekend. Uh, In addition to unveiling John Williams' new theme for the immersive park experience, Disney Parks released two new videos that offer a look at the two cornerstone rides as well as their names, which I'm going to post both these videos, including John Williams' new Star Wars song. I'm going to post all of this on our website, uh, actually on the post that this on-demand version of our show will be on. And for all fans out there, think about that. You're going to walk into a theme park that has your own theme to it. You have your own John Williams theme. You walk through those gates. That's what's playing in the background because that's your theme. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, going, Oh my God. They're really, I remember us talking about how interactive and how immersive they were talking. They want to make star Wars, the star Wars land to be. And we were like talking, Oh, you literally get to tell your own story. Like you get to check in into the hotel room and basically you get treated as a character. You know what, David, that's all fine and good. Listen, that's all fine and good. But if they don't have a strip club with toilets, (laughs) you want to find you want to find the underbelly of the Star Wars. Yeah, I'm like, wait, okay, all right, come here. Hotel receptionist. Um, um, I have a question. Like, this is all fun and great and everything. I can really get behind this, but where's the real part? Like, where's the real part for like, you know, and she's all like, and I'm doing like a little wink, wink to her. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. sir. You know, where, where, where can uh, a grown man go when the kids are asleep uh, to, you know, have some fun and just enjoy himself. Well, she's like, sir, I'm just not following. I'm like, where can a grown man go to get his dick sucked? Is that, I mean, I'm just <laughs> like, by a toilet. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be offensive here. I'm not trying to sexually harass you. I'm just, I need to get. I need to understand. I need to know where to go. She just looks around and just slips you a card. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right. So here's the John Williams written song, the new composed song for Galaxy's Edge. We're going to play. You know what? I'm going to play the whole thing. I don't know if it's I have good. It's uh, we do really pay good. for licensing, but I don't know if this song falls into that yet. Mm, but uh, you know what if we receive a, a cease and desist in the mail then we know yeah I'm gonna play the whole song It's so good. It's so good. Uh, it's so, it's so John Williams. It feels like it could be 
Star Wars or Indiana Jones, anything Lucasfilm related, it just works. There we go. This is where I walk. This is where you walk up to the receptionist. Like, hey, where, where can I find the back alley to buy some Des- smack, <laughs> some Star Des-stick. Wars smack, a death stick? <laughs> hey, where's the red light district? Hey, can you turn this music down for a second? I, I need- <laughs> It's fun, right, Dave? It's fun. It honestly has me really excited for, like, what to expect in Galaxy's Edge because, like, the fact that they actually had John Williams compose a new song. This is a brand new song just for Galaxy's Edge in that theme park. That really gets me more hyped knowing how immersive this experience is going to be once it opens next year. I mean, when you walk through those gates at Disneyland, they want you to be transported to, to, to star Wars galaxy. And a lot of the images that also they've been producing, like the shot of the uh, millennium Falcon, millennium Falcon being actually the center stage for star Wars land. Fantastic. There's going to be a hotel in there. The, the, the pictures of the hotel look fantastic right out of uh, stuff you'd expect from the prequels. All that set design and everything just to be able to actually immerse yourself into that. And then on top of that, you're going to have this playing in the background and have characters wandering about just randomly. You can interact with the characters. This makes me want to go to Disneyland so much next year. Yeah. Just because of how much, just like what you said, it's going to be fun. And it's a family fun experience, except for the times when basically Mike goes up to the reception and wants to find a way to get into the CD, uh, CD underbelly of don't the judge me. Far away. Don't, don't call me out, Dave. You, <laughs> you know, you're going to do it too. Listen, if they had a Betty white amusement park, you would definitely Listen, go there and ask if they for, had Jabba's palace. That'd be awesome. Hey, where can I go find the golden girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want the Betty white special? Yes. We'll get that to you right away. The sir. golden, the golden girls do golden showers, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on. Now, there were also two rides that were released, the official names and, and brief explanations or summaries of, of what they will be. Number one is the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Uh, it will put guests behind the controls of the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy, offering three unique flight crew roles. The video uh, below, which I will post, uh, shows exactly how it's all set up. Very exciting. The other major ride at Galaxy's Edge is called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. This one puts guests in the middle of an epic battle between the Resistance and the First Order. Yep. And the video below as well shows a little bit more of the interior of the ride, which again, I will post on our site with this discussion. There's a lot to be happy oh, about. Oh, yeah. For this theme park. Ooh, Adam Driver is supposed to make an appearance in the Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. I I have to say he has uh, those characters have to. Those characters have to make an appearance. Well, I mean, do they? I mean, I, I guess so. With modern licensing, they can make it work. But look at Star Tours. Star Wars. Star Tours to this day ha- has managed to be a fun ride that you never really grow tired of. Every time yeah. I go to Disneyland, it's the first thing I get on. And it hasn't been updated in 30 years. I think recently they have updated. Yes. But be- before that update, it just, it was the same thing over and over. And they never had any familiar faces. Oh, they like, had. I mean, they, in the very beginning. When, they had C-3PO, right? Yeah, at C-3PO, at one point, they had Darth Vader show up. Oh, wait because a second. you run away from Darth Vader. Wasn't Luke in it? He pops up in the side screen, right? And yes. tells you to follow. You're, and tells him to follow. right. Okay. So we did have some, some of the big names there. Okay. That's why, especially I since stand you're, corrected. you're dealing with the rise of the resistance. Yeah. Kylo Ren is the face of the enemy of the resistance. Whether you, a lot of fans want to accept it or not, he, they call it Kylo Ren's army for a reason. <laughs> so he had, I'd be really shocked if all of a sudden they say, eh, let's not put Kylo Ren there. He has to be there. So as getting a chance to see Adam driver reprise the role of Kylo Ren would be really awesome. Yes, Absolutely. All right, Dave. Well, this concludes this week's discussion on 
everything Star Wars. If people want to get more Star Wars from the Back to Tank, Dave, they can always find additional shows that are not available on the regular feeds. You can find them at patreon.com slash Digital. Scroll down, look to your right for the podcast tier. And by pledging $5 or more a month, you gain access to a lot of additional discussions and breakdowns uh, contain, uh, pertaining to Star Wars, whether it be reviews and breakdowns on comic books, uh, Star Wars books, even retrospective discussions and reviews on the Clone Wars episodes. You name it. We do it. In fact, we do take requests once you're a Patreon subscriber. Post what you would like us to do, and we may, hopefully, if, if I like if your idea. Reason. If you, if I like your idea, I may consider it. <laughs> you may consider it. Consider it like a Congress. You know, you have to, how you have to have a certain amount of signatures, Dave. Right. In, yeah. in order for Congress to An to even acknowledge what you want. Well, if there's some requests, I'm I'm definitely willing to take a look at that and do it, especially if it's. Star Wars related, let's be honest. Anything you throw at me, I'll be like, ooh, that's pretty cool. Let's do it. Any excuse I can use to <laughs> to uh to either watch more Star Wars or read more Star Wars or talk more about Star Wars, I'm gonna do it. So head over to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital and pledge. Help us keep this studio on because it is really expensive to run a network, right, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you take a look at like right behind me, that droid needs some oil. Yeah. It does. All right, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. May the force be with us. Hello, this is Stormtrooper One, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com. Search BACTA and add us to your favorites. Thank you, and uh, listen responsibly. And may the force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Take. And From the Back to Take is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotake.com. You can also find us on Twitter at From Back to Take as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash from the back to take.